I am wearing American Giant today. In fact, everything except this shirt, uh, my T-shirt, this. I just got these pants from American Giant. They are, you know, I don't know if anybody else is like this. When you put on a pair of pants or a pair of jeans, there is a difference between the zippers that used to be made in America and the zippers that you find on most pants. Maybe this is a guy thing and maybe this is just a Glenn thing. But when they are brass, strong zippers that, you know, last, they're not cheap little pieces of crap. It's it's unbelievable. I, I, I put this pair of pants on and I thought, I think these are the only pants I'm going to wear from here on out. I mean, they are really good. You get, you can get all of this stuff at AmericanGiant.com right now. It's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. You're going to save money if you use the uh, promo code Glenn. You can get the uh, Rescue 22 uh, classic hoodie. Uh, you, you just, I mean, really, honestly, everything that I'm wearing today is American Giant, and it's all super high quality, all made in America. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, last night I did a show, a Wednesday night special. If you missed it, go back and watch it. You can see it on YouTube or Blaze TV. Um, but it was about gaslighting. First, where is that term coming from? Why was it the 2022 word of the year? It comes from a movie in 1940, I think it was 1941 or 44. It was not a big term at the time. All of a sudden, Merriam-Webster's like, gaslighting. It's the word of the year. And that was used against conservatives, not the other way around. So they say we're gaslighting. Well, I think they're doing worse than gaslighting on the economy and the border. Those are the two top things that people are worried about in America. When you ask about what do you, what's the most concerning thing, number one is immigration. Num- I'm sorry, number one is the economy. Number two is immigration and all of the problems. I took both of those apart and showed you the truth last night, but I took immigration in a different way this one time, and that is security. How is our security, the number of terrorists, known terrorists that we have caught coming across the border? Let me just put it this perspective. During the Trump administration, 
group of terrorists, I think it was nine, came across the border in four years. We are now two months into the new fiscal year. And I believe we have tripled that number. Four years, we've tripled that number in the last two months. That's how bad it is. And I was led to talk to a... Um, an air marshal, somebody that was part of the federal air marshals. You know they're not on our planes anymore? Wait a minute, what? Probably the most effective thing we did after 9-11, and we're not doing it now? Why? Why? You're not going to believe the answer. She's back uh, joining me to finish our conversation from last night in just a minute. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. Good rule of thumb to remember, especially when you're when you're doing things online, is that you know, if you've if you got it, somebody out there is probably trying to take it from you. Your information, your identity, your money, your property even. That's the game cyber criminals play. It's also the game the federal government plays, but that's a different story. It's no game if they succeed in cyber criminals. They're going to take it and you're going to have a real mess on your hands. Your personal information gets exposed so often, it's dangerously easy uh, now, and it's getting easier and easier, and the game is constantly changing, which is why, you know, uh, nobody can catch everything. But LifeLock by Norton is the best. They detect and alert you to threats that you may not spot on your own. Things like loans being taken out of your name or cyber criminals pretending to be you. Don't be a victim. LifeLock.com slash Beck. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Beck. You'll save 25% off. You can just call them at 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Whether it's LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK, use the promo code Beck and save. Okay, so last night I was having a conversation with Sonia Hightower Labosco, and uh, this is how... It ended. Listen to this speech. This person returned to the hotel. It is important to note that blank never set foot near the Capitol grounds. In fact, suffers from a disability that makes it difficult for her to walk. This air marshal with 27 years of experience. Can you do you remember this case? What was what was he assigned to do? I do. And that's his wife we're talking about, Glenn. He is a special ops uh, air marshal. He actually assigns the teams of air marshals to follow these individuals that are on quiet skies or a selectee. So this air marshal actually came into duty. It was his job to sign the missions for that day, opened his computer and saw a photograph of his wife listed as a suspected domestic terrorist, knowing that she had nothing to do with the Capitol. She, she, she didn't even go to the Capitol that day. And we proved that through many, many different ways from geo-tracking, her cell phone, her Uber receipts, you name it, we proved it. I've got less than a minute. You have to tell me if this is true. Did we actually use the air marshals to track a four-month-old, four-week-old baby? Yes, Glenn. We're we're doing that now. The baby's eight weeks old. The baby was not even conceived. It's an eight-week-old baby who's on the terrorist watch list. That is correct. I didn't have time to fully delve into why our air marshals are following, and I bet it's not hard to track, the eight-week-old newborn that is now on the terrorist watch list. Now, one of my kids, and well, two of my kids, they were born with, 
I believe, explosive stuff in their system. And when they would drop a bomb sometimes, it was nasty. But I never thought we should call an air marshal. But apparently at eight weeks, I mean, that's basic boot camp, isn't it? Eight weeks. Uh, What can these babies do to us? Uh, Sonia is uh, with us again. Sonia, tell us the story of the eight-week-old baby. Okay, Glenn, this story was just broke by Uncover DC and Wendy Mahoney. This eight-week-old baby uh, is on the terrorist watch list, and it's not just one air marshal that's going to be assigned. It's going to be a minimum of three. So you're going to have three air marshals following this eight-week-old baby, no matter if the baby travels with their grandparents, if the baby just travels with cousins, it doesn't matter. Once the baby's on the list by their name, the baby is going to stay on that list. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did the parents do something? The father, I think the father um, was, I think they got him for parading at January the 6th. I think he did face a charge. I think he did walk through, yeah, he either walked through the Capitol or he, he did something of that nature uh, on January the 6th. Oh my gosh, not parading. He, and, and this, you know, I think this is his fiance that booked the tickets for her and the baby. I don't know that they're married. I think this was his fiance that he booked the t- that she booked the tickets for her and the baby to go on, um, I think, a holiday vacation down to Puerto Rico. So he wasn't even home. with them. No, he no, he wasn't with them then. No, he wasn't. Huh. Um, so he's he's with them now. They are a family. So they were flying down to to visit family, I think, down in Puerto Rico. And lo and behold, you know, they get to the airport. She gets to the airport. They print out the boarding passes. And here's the baby. As you can see, I I think I sent you the picture. It's the infant. It's the infant on the boarding pass. It says INFT. And then it has the four quad S's showcasing that they're on the watch list. Well... Has the baby blown anything up? I mean, I just have to ask. I mean, has the baby I mean, is the baby involved in things right now? I mean, you ba- never can. Baby tell. wasn't even born. Baby wasn't even conceived. Wasn't even even born. Then wasn't even a thought at that at that moment. This was you know back in January of twenty twenty one. We're three years. We're going three years later into this. And I mean, it's I a- mean, I knew. Look, I knew that we had been following a six year old boy. And a nine-year-old child. I knew that. I, I mean, that was a mute all-time low for the information we received. But when we received the information on the eight-week-old baby, I mean, how how low can you go within the government um, for these these to to pacify the swamp, right? Because this is who we're pacifying in TSA with the air marshals. We are pacifying the swamp members that want Americans targeted because they exercised their First Amendment right, or they attended a rally, or they weren't even there. Anybody affiliated with January the 6th, whether you were at the Capitol or the rally, it does not matter. The swamp wants you targeted. So um, to give people perspective, and I, uh, Sonia, I I believe one of the most of, I think we did two things right after 9-11. We put air marshals on the, on the plane, and we uh, made the the door to the pilots bulletproof. Those two things, I think, are the best things we ever did. Uh, everything else was just government nonsense uh, for the most part, I think, um, at least the way it's been executed. The 
the air marshals are not on board of our planes now because they're not only just following babies and children, but they are also on our border. Correct. That is correct. When we, we have been uh, forced to go down to the border for over two years now, the air marshal national council, the group I work with, we've been fighting that because we know that we have very limited resources in the first place. I mean, the air marshals are only a couple of thousand specialty group inside of TSA, which TSA is this big administrative 65,000 bureaucratic agency. And then you've got this little small law enforcement component inside of this administrative agency, and they're smothering our duties as law enforcement with all their bureaucratic administrative red tape that they're using for a political agenda. And our air marshals are doing what on the border? They are doing non-law enforcement duties non-law enforcement. They are driving people to the hospital. They are um, walking around the facility once an hour and checking a box saying, well, everything's quiet. I didn't see any doors unlocked. Um, they're at the, at the front gate signing vehicles in and out. Okay, well, there's a delivery. All right, this person came in at two o'clock in the afternoon. They left at 2.30. They're handing out water. They're making sandwiches. They are doing nothing, nothing that they should be doing to thwart hijackings in the aircraft. What's your biggest concern on all of this? My biggest concern is we're going to have another 9-11, Glenn. We're blinking red. If there was ever a time in this country for, in, it's not even incompetence. I used to think this was incompetence. This is intentional. How can you take the only resource we have from the air and put them down on the border to do no duties? That's the thing. We're not even doing anything down there, and we're letting the American people, we're ushering in illegals, we're catering to the illegals, and the American people who buy plane tickets and pay security fees and expect to be safe have nobody looking out for them. You know what's uh, um, uh, amazing to me is I didn't even put the air mark. I didn't even think of the air marshals. Story after story, sometimes it feels like it's once a week. We'll hear about some crazy person on a plane that started an argument or whatever. And not once have I thought, wait a minute, where's the air marshal? Because usually the air marshals are the ones that, you know, hey, sit down if there's a problem. You don't usually have to land the plane right away uh, for some jerk, uh, which the airlines have been doing. These all these incidences of these jerks on planes. That's maybe uh happening more often because we don't have an air marshal is that logical when that's logical look and these have been some very serious incidents if you look over the last two years just alone where we're fighting while we're we know that air marshals are on the border we've had flight attendants stabbed we have breaches of the cockpit wait we've wait, had wait, passengers. wait 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 what Yes, we've had flight United United flight twenty six oh nine from Los Angeles to Boston um, in twenty twenty two. There was a flight attendant stabbed on that aircraft. That's correct. How? What? What did they use? A plastic knife. Um, he the, he went in. We're not sure where he got it. He made some type of homemade shank in the bathroom. Or, we don't know if he had it on him or did he get a spoon? We don't know how he did oh, this, good. but he made a shank. Okay. So that happened in the last two years and we still don't know how he did that. Okay. And then the, the cockpits have been breached. 
Yes, there. Well, they, there's been level four threats that's been called out um, with with the captain stating that the cockpits were they were trying to breach the cockpit. Um, there's been incident after incident that has happened, and every one of these incidents where normal flights air marshals would have been on the long haul flights. Remember, that's what Al Qaeda took our planes for when they took them. They they took the planes with the most fuel, so that's East Coast to West Coast. Those are flights we have normally would have been on, but we're not on those flights because we're at the border or we're following January 2021 people that potentially were at the rally or at the Capitol. Your, That's what our duties are doing. Your organization, it, you know, you represent the federal air marshals and, you know, you've 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 done this. Um, how, how worried are the air marshals uh, about, I mean, you know, the country's at red alert. We know this. We've we've heard it. We've heard the def, um, the uh, uh, Homeland Security say we're on high alert right now for terror. What are they saying? What are the actual air marshals saying? They got to be going crazy. Going nuts, Glenn. They're going nuts because this is 22 years we've been fighting. Look, 22 years. A lot of the men and women that came over came over right after 9-11 22 years that we have tried to prevent this from happening again, and we are being handcuffed by this administration, totally handcuffed. There's nothing we can do because this administration doesn't want us to do anything. Okay, so what do we do? I mean, besides we gotta exposes. Get out of TSA, Glenn, we got to get out. We got to get the air marshals to a law enforcement entity. This is what happens when you have an administrative bias, political bias association like TSA running a law enforcement program they weapon they've weaponized the air marshals for their political gain well we're not going to send them to the fbi or any other government institution i mean i think they should be locally you know wherever they're living that that airport should possibly do it i mean you know san francisco i think is the only airport that doesn't hire the tsa to run their security and they catch more things than any other airport and I can't believe I'm giving credit to San Francisco, but uh, th- this th- th- you can't give it to another government agency. Um, uh, Sonia, thank you so much. I'd like to talk to you again on how we can serve um, you and and help get our air marshals uh, back on our planes. It's, something is going to happen and there will be no doubt, no doubt who exactly is responsible for terrorist activity in this country? They can name them right now. Sonia, thank you for exposing this. God bless you. All right, I want to talk to you about Goldline helping you build a hedge around your financial house. When something is you know, going wrong with the economy, gold is the, is the hedge against inflation, against collapse, and everything else. I just read a stat last night. It was staggering. Uh, gold is, I have to see where it is today. But in the article that I was reading, gold's about to break the 2050 uh, marker. And if that happens, then it's a whole new ball game with it. Uh, gold is being gobbled by China, Russia, the central banks all over the world, except in the United States. Why? Please, please do yourself a favor and call Goldline right now. Please put a hedge of protection around what you have. 866-GOLDLINE. 
Just ask them about gold and silver. They've got a special going on for every 100-ounce silver bars you buy. Uh, they're throwing in extra silver. Just find out all about it at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Where is, well, again, it always works to their advantage. Um, I don't think it will this time, but they have so many levers of power right now that maybe they just shut it all off. Um, But where is anybody thinking that you're going to be okay in politically speaking if there's a massive terrorist attack? Because... We know who's responsible. We know it's this administration. We know it's a corrupt DHS. We know it's a corrupt FBI. Because what are they doing? They're following January 6th babies. Babies. And putting these guys down on the border, our planes don't have an air marshal. What, who, when there's a terrorist that most likely came across our, our southern border... What do you do if you're a politician? Because I got news for you. Everybody's going to know it was your fault. It was your fault. You intentionally did it. I think that's why they're working so hard on locking all social media and all independent voices down. I have to tell you, I, 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 I pray that I'm wrong about next year. And I haven't decided uh, how much I'm going to tell you about what I think could be coming yet. Um, But I am uh, very concerned that you are going to lose many voices that you trust uh, telling you the truth. And um, over the holidays and right after the holidays, I'm, I'm meeting with some people to Try to figure out what you need to know and learn and be capable of in case voices are lost next year. But we are headed towards a year of biblical proportions, and we got to keep our cool, and we have to be informed. We'll do our best to keep you there at The Blaze and also on The Glenn Beck Program. Thank you for listening to us. The Glenn Beck Program. When one of our service members dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty, who is it that helps the family pick up the pieces? When we have veterans who have returned to this country only to end up homeless on the streets, who's reaching out to help them get back on their feet? Who's helping our nation keep its sacred vow to never forget the horror of 9-11? I'll tell you, it's you. It's you. And it's organizations like Tunnel to Towers. There are very few charities that I believe in. Okay. And I talk about them on this program. Uh, I talk about Tunnel to Towers. I talk about Mercury One. I talk about Preborn. I vetted these people. I know. I've seen their records. I know their history. I know they do what they say they do. Uh, and that's why I support Tunnel to Towers. They're, they've got all kinds of programs to help the homeless veterans, to help the, the families of those who passed away, the cops that are shot. They do all of it. 
and they do it with your help of $11 a month. $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Great Christmas present for anyone on your list. Use the promo code Glenn and save 20 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. And I've, I've got some really exciting news for you. And uh, thank you again for being the most incredible audience, I think. And I've done this for 50 years and I studied radio. You are the most generous, kindness, kindness, kindest um, and active audience, I think, ever assembled in commercial radio. Yesterday, I, I said that I thought we should do a, you know, a challenge. I, I wanted to donate to um, Preborn. Uh, and I called my wife and I said, let's make a donation of $100,000 because $5,000 every day will cover all of the, everything, their operations all across the country for one day. So I said, let's do $100,000, and I want to challenge the audience to match me so we could do 40 days and 40 nights of rescuing babies. 40 days and 40 nights, that would have been 8,000 babies. I mean, an estimate of saving 8,000 babies. Right. Okay. Let me give you a couple of stats. Since uh, Roe versus Wade, since all, since 1972, we've been fighting against it. And we overturn Roe versus Wade. How many babies did they say were saved since then? In the six, in the, the most recent six month period. Okay, most okay. six month period. Okay. So, it, it, like the first six month period after Roe versus Wade was about ten thousand babies. They believe were saved. Okay. Um, and but of course some of the laws weren't in place in the states right, yet, so right, it's hard. Right, right. So as these states have come online with you know better laws protecting life, uh, the last six months they said thirty two thousand additional births. Uh, so I think 32,000 babies that would not have been born previously were born because of the, the change. So out of all the legal wrangling, all of the things that have happened. Half a century. Yeah. Half a century. 32, ba- 32, 32,000? 32,000 in six months. In six, in the last six months. Worth it. Yep. Absolutely worth mm-hmm. it. Absolutely worth it. 40 days and 40 nights, we would make a dent in pushing that number forward by another 8,000. What happened is you were unbelievably generous and two people uh, stepped up to match my donation dollar for dollar and match your donation dollar for dollar. So I put in a hundred grand. Somebody else said, I'll match his hundred grand. You came in and through five, ten hundred dollar increments, we raised one hundred and I think the current number is one hundred and eighty three thousand right. dollars. Yep. OK. And then somebody else or a couple of other people came in and said, I'll match that. So what is the total we've raised now? Five hundred and sixty six thousand dollars. Now, here's where it gets really good. How many days are now covered? For the 
pro-life clinics. The entire network covered for 113 days so far. In one day. In one day you've done this. One day. How many babies could possibly live because of this? On average, it's about 200 babies a day. 22,600. So far. Which is incredible. An incredible number. In a day. In a day. In a day. 50 years of legal wrangling, finally getting Roe versus Wade overturned, then state laws being put into place all across the country, and that helped 32,000 babies live. Worth every single ounce of effort to get that done. But in this, with this audience in one day, 22,600 babies. Incredible. Such blessings. Such blessings will happen because we're trying to be good. We're not calling people baby killers. We're not doing any of that. We are loving the mothers, helping them for two years with everything they need for the baby. They feel completely alone. 60% of them say, I wish I didn't do it, but I felt alone. I had no other choice. Because of this program, they do have another choice. And we introduce them to their child through an ultrasound that doubles the chance she chooses life. We're going to do that for 118 days? 113 so far. 113. I think we'll get to 118, though. I'm confident. So that's we're close to three 40-day and 40-night covenants. Okay? If you want to give... You can go to preborn.com slash Beck right now, preborn.com slash Beck. I am overwhelmed by what is is happening. Uh, please be a part of it. Be a part of it. Wouldn't it be how many how much money do we have to raise to get up to equal the six months? I can do the math on that. Do the math on yep. that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were also talking about uh, Elon Musk and we're going to run out of time. Uh, but the Elon Musk audio yesterday, C- uh, CNN is saying he said to advertisers that didn't want to advertise on X to F off. That's not what he said. Listen. Do we have it? Apology okay. tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. they stop. You hope uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise. No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money. Go f- yourself. But go f- yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I, I hope it is. Hey, Bob. If you're in the okay. audience. So, what was he saying? He wasn't saying if you don't want to advertise. He's saying if you want me to bend and silence people so you could pose and you won't be boycotted, screw yourself. I'm not playing that game. I don't want your money that badly. This is the way Americans, all Americans should be. I don't want your blood money. No, thank you. I don't want it. If, if you want me to sell my soul, because that's what's happening here. You are selling your soul. Every time somebody tells you to compromise, 
to uh, uh, just go along to get a, get along. Angel Studios is coming out with a movie on Bonhoeffer, and I can't wait. I saw the trailer yesterday. I can't wait. But Bonhoeffer said, our silence in the face of evil is evil itself. We're, by remaining silent, by not standing up, by compromising, by just letting the bullies win, it's evil what you're doing, and it will cost your soul. So I'm sorry, but if somebody is coming to me and he's driven by what he really truly believes, and I'm not saying Disney isn't, but if you come to me with a threat and say, you better change this or we're going to all boycott you, we're going to destroy you, is there a bigger definition of evil than that? I'm not selling my soul. I wouldn't. Uh, he's saying I'm not going to sell my soul for what fifty-five billion dollars. It's a pretty high, high, high price tag, but I'm not going to sell my soul. My number's a lot smaller than that. It's amazing. Tomorrow, I, I want to talk to you about it because Stu and I've been talking about he's a genius. He's a genius of geniuses, okay? And we rarely see these people. But there is something to Tesla. He picked Tesla for a reason. And I don't think enough people, they're like, oh, yeah, well, he was, you know, an electric guy. And he wanted to electrify things and, you know, Tesla. No, there's a lot more to Tesla's story than that. And I think if you really want to understand him, I could be wrong on this. But I think if you really want to understand him, you have to understand Tesla. You have to understand Edison, Tesla. You have to understand Howard Hughes. Um, you have to understand Orson Welles. You have to understand these people who, when their back was against the wall, went, screw you. I'm going to talk a little bit about that tomorrow. Yeah, it is the ultimate you know, power, right, to be able to not care about this. And this doesn't just come from his money no. with Elon Musk. I mean, no. it partially comes There's from There's a lot of people. It's, there is a yeah. lot of people. If he cared about money, mm-hmm. he would fold. Yeah. And everything, everybody from his younger years says he never talked about money when he was trying to develop these ideas. It was never the thing that that drove Tesla. him. I mean, he figured eventually it would come, right, from this. Uh, he at one point said, I will either end up incredibly wealthy or have zero dollars. I, I, I think I've been quoted <laughs> saying that too. <laughs> well, closer to zero be, for you than we'll, him. But. We'll, we'll, we'll be living the high life right. or I'll be living under a bridge. But that I think that's essential to understand his mindset. Yeah. I, you know, some it, it's like, one of the reasons why I started reading the book about him was because I I don't fully understand like some of the stuff that happens with him. I, you know, at some point I'm like, is he, is he the most amazing businessman in the world or is he not really a good businessman at all? And I, and and it's really, it's not even a criticism. It's like, it's like he doesn't care about the business side of it in some way. Right. It's not exactly true because obviously he's built these giant companies and, and he's been very successful. He's a genius. He's, he's just, he doesn't, seem to care as right. much about the business side the priority for him is whatever the mission product. he's yeah. decided and he, and he early on in life believed uh, there was three things that he um, believed were really important one was space travel 
One was the environment. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what the third one was. I can't remember. Wasn't chicks? No, I don't know. No, no. He's, <laughs> his, 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 the, the, uh, again, he seemed to have participated in this book a lot. So I, I don't. I don't know how if he would say it was completely fair, but they definitely you know make him out at times to be pretty rough on some of his. Uh, uh, of his uh, mates uh, as throughout life, like they had some pretty rough relationships with both sides. Look at the way he was raised. Yeah, I mean, it's serious. Of course. I mean, I think it's central to yeah, who, it is. to who he is. It uh, is. So, I mean, look, I, I don't think he's the easiest person to deal with, and I, you know, people in his life say that, but like, also, you know, that's part of the way he's been able to achieve what he's been able to achieve. I knew a guy who was an a genius. Absolute genius. Thanks, man. Uh, no, nothing like you. Oh. Um, an absolute genius. Uh, the guy could do and think in levels you can't even imagine. Okay. He so many times would just be frustrated. You know, I talked to him and think, and he'd be like, oh, God, no, Glenn, this. And I said to him at one point, you, you, you get tired of people talking to you who just cannot think as fast i don't think i've never seen elon talk down to people i mean he may in you know private life i've never seen him in public talk down to people i've never seen him really frustrated um uh, but he's got to be because he's thinking it it at different levels and all of these press people how 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 frustrated are people who actually are trying to do something they believe in. And then everyone around them is trying to make it about something that is so much smaller, right? Your fame, your fortune, whatever politics. You got to just be like, Oh God, would these people (laughs) shut up? Yeah. They just, I mean, open your mind a bit and see a bigger picture. I, I, he's got to go through that a lot. (laughs) I think he does. A lot. That's definitely true. All right. Back in just a second. Uh, we owe a lot to relief factor. I do. Uh, it changed my life entirely. It, it turned my life from being overshadowed uh, with pain, you know, I just, I told one of my partners, my business partners yesterday, I said, my best years are ahead of me yet. And uh, he said, oh, oh, I, I know. But he was there when I was saying, I don't know if I'm going to make it another year. Uh, and it's, it's for me, I credit relief factor because I was at the point where I couldn't take the pain anymore and I tried everything and I want to get out of pain. You could take these drugs. They'll get you out of pain, but you'll, you just won't care anymore. You won't be any good. Started taking relief factor. I didn't believe it would work. It did for me. Please try it. Try it. Relief factor. They have a feel better or your money back guarantee. It's 1995, the three-week quick start. Give it a try. Visit relieffactor.com, 1-800-4-RELIEF, 1-800-4-RELIEF, all natural, 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. Glenn Beck.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Unless you work to change, you know, my father said to me, I said, I'm not going to ever be like you. And, and, and he said something that really pissed me off. He's like, good. I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be better than me. But you have to have an example and work for it or you'll be exactly like me. And I don't know if, I mean, it may be why Elon pours everything into work, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, I, I, I don't know. But it, unless he is actively seeking other direction, he will be at times just like his father. And it's not because he's a genius and he's tired of people, but because that's the way dad raised him. Yeah, that stuff permeates every child at every some child. level. Um, there's new research out. Um, I mean, it's pretty fascinating. Adolescents with very conservative parents are 16 to 17 percentage points more likely to be in good or excellent mental health compared to their peers with very liberal parents. Unbelievable. But so believable. It, when you watch the way parenting occurs with these tied to parents of these beliefs, it is so believable. You can be anything you want. There's no definition of anything. Uh, you're there's you're living in a world where there is no forgiveness. Uh, you know, unless you're powerful and connected, government's your savior. Who wants, who thinks that's a good upbringing? You're either oppressed to a point where you can never do anything or you're the oppressor. Like, unbelievable. Vision is that for kids? No wonder they're all depressed. Yes. The Glenn Beck Program.